0: Oof, there goes another one. People have literally been falling for these floors all day here at L.L. Flooring. They just found the style that will go perfectly with their cabinets. Ah, they just found the scratch-resistant and waterproof floors they've been dreaming of. And they just realized it's on sale and going to be more affordable than they thought. It's the summer DIY event at L.L. Flooring. Save up to 20% on in-stock floors and more. From inspiration to installation, get the floors you'll love at L.L. Flooring. Are you okay, ma'am? The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna keep-
1: For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general.
0: The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., insurance agency. Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is UFO researcher and author Preston Dennett here to wish Rob McConnell and all the listeners and viewers of the worldwide X-Zone Nation a wonderful and happy holidays. For we need a little Christmas.
2: And welcome to The x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call The x It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And The x comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, X-Zone Radio Broadcast Network, Star Cable, and X-Zone TV. And our many affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Our toll-free number, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at TV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. TV.com. Exonation. in this first hour, we're going to be talking about the suppression of information and the lie and the cover-up being perpetrated against you, against me, against every person walking on this planet who is not part of a conspiracy, part of a cover-up. Joining me from California this first hour is Dave Aaron, better known as UFO Dave. And UFO Dave, welcome to the X-Zone.
3: Rob, I can't tell you how proud I am to be on X-Zone Radio here. Well, your thousands and thousands of stations and affiliates are willing to give out the information that I'm about to shock the world with tonight.
2: Dave, how did you get involved in ufology? Um, you and I talked briefly this afternoon off-air, and you've got a very interesting story. I was wondering if you could just share it with our listeners.
3: Well, we got to go back to World War II. My, back in World War II, you know, we didn't have all the modern mm-hmm. stealth weapons that we have today. And my father worked out of davis monthan Air Force Base, and his job was to go up to 30,000, 40,000 feet was another man, and they would test oxygen masks. And when one guy passed out, the other guy would put an oxygen mask on the other guy, and they would know the oxygen mask was good. My dad comes home one day. I was about nine years old, so this would be about 1949. Mm -hmm. And my dad is telling my mother in hysterics about this disc that paced their B-52 and did circles around it. And he mentioned this word, flying saucer. And you know, what did I know? I just told my dad, you know, my dad was a, a major in the, in the military, a very distinguished man, I'm very proud of him, and when my dad got scared, I started wondering what this word flying saucer was. Well, nothing really happened except for a few books until uh, the night that the Beatles were first on the Ed Sullivan Show, and that day was February 9th, 1964. And on that date, my dad tells me, come here, look, look up in the sky, look. And I was sitting and fixing an old voice of music audio recorder. I used to record stuff off the television before we had video recorders. And his voice had that certain fear in it. So I went outside with him and through the, through the sky, we saw this falling orange leaf. But it wasn't a falling orange leaf when it flipped over And it landed in the field, which is now the Pomona Freeway in Southern California. It turned out to be a disc.
2: All right, stand by, uh, UFO Dave. You and I uh, have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Dave Aaron is our very special guest this hour. We're going to blow the cover off the UFO conspiracy cover-up tonight here on the Exxon, live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back. Don't go away. XO Nation, uh, Dave Aaron is my special guest this hour. We're going to be talking about, well, we're not going to be talking about, we are going to be blowing the cover off of the UFO cover-up conspiracy here on the Zone tonight. And uh, before we went to the commercial break, uh, Dave was telling us about his first experience with a UFO, and that's going back to February the 9th, 1964, the first day the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan Show and dave's dad was a major in the in the in the armed services and uh, all right dave take it back from there
3: anyway we're running down this field mm-hmm. we're running down this field to quote help these people in this plane crash because that's what we thought it was when we got when i got up to six feet from the object my dad was about twenty feet from the object and i remember his my dad has since passed away of cancer he passed away in nineteen ninety one but just as I'm talking to you right now, I'll never forget those words. And his exact words were, son, it's one of those flying saucer things. Get away from it. And I didn't know what a flying saucer mm-hmm. thing was other than what happened in 1948 when he was talking about that object that circled his, uh, his B-52 bomber when he was testing oxygen masks. So I thought it was a small private plane that crashed. And I said, does anybody need any help? Can I help you? Are you guys okay? And the side of the craft suddenly opened up like liquid mercury, hmm. and then the outer rim of the craft started making colors red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, which is very strange because the, those are the exact colors of the spectrum. And at that time, I was in photography and still photography. And I would develop all my own colored pictures. I took pictures of bowling alley teams. And, I, and the, the colors were so hypnotic, I just froze. I just, I just froze. You, you could not move. And it wasn't red like a light, but when the red would light up on one square, it would go red, 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 red. When that red would dim out, the next square would become red. And the previous square would become indigo because that's the last color of the spectrum. And uh, the last thing I said was, oh. And when I said, oh, I got hit by this thing that today we would call a laser. Uh, it pushed me back about 65 feet from the craft. My dad had, in, had in, in, in turn, gone inside and called the police that night. The police came out you've got to remember, this was the night that the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan show, and I mm-hmm. believe he was on on Saturday night. I, I really can't remember because it was in 1964. But the police officers, of which six came out, said they had reports all night long of this silent object flying over the greater Los Angeles area. And if you're not familiar with the greater Los Angeles area, uh, if you're on an airplane and you start your descent, over Palm Springs, California, uh, Los Angeles International Airport is probably about 125 miles away. And that's, uh, as the car drives, probably about 100 miles away as the plane flies. And we are talking solid city, freeways, highways, high-rises, city after city after city. This is 1964. So what was strange about it was that in my little neck of the woods, uh, on Hacienda Heights, California, why it landed there, I don't know. But I think, and this may sound strange to your listeners, I think that it was just predestined to happen, that that would happen. Um, The next day, I remember the next day, that there were two gentlemen at the door and handed me a draft notice. And I was 21 and six months old at that time, and it just it just didn't make sense. You know, the mm-hmm. president usually sends you a letter, uh, for President Johnson, and it says, you know, you're going to serve as your country. And I'm thinking, why would these guys? And, again, I was 21 at that time, so I was no kid. I said, why would these guys serve me a draft notice? Come personally and serve it. Well, I started putting two and two together, and I joined an organization called NICAP. I don't know if you remember NICAP. Oh, yes, definitely. The National National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomena, Mm -hmm. created by Donald E. Kehoe, who has also passed away. And then APRO, Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, and then MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. And I told people this story. They said that I was in deep doo-doo, (laughs) and what they meant by that was that I saw too much. Mm. So when I was drafted, I kept my mouth shut, and of all places, where do they put me? They put me in an infantry unit in the 1st Infantry Division, stationed at that time out of Fort Riley, Kansas, under S-1. And what is S-1? S-1 is intelligence or battalion headquarters. And I'm thinking, these guys are either stupid or they want me here deliberately. So with that ability, I was—I had a, I had a secret clearance. So I didn't have top secret or anything, but I was able to go and look through all the UFO files that were available in Fort Riley, Kansas. Now, many—we got to move ahead many many years now to about 1989. There was a gentleman by the name of Philip Corso, and Philip Corso wrote the book the day after Roswell. Are you familiar with that at oh, all? I
2: sure am. Yep.
3: Well, he claims that those bodies came through Fort Riley, Kansas from uh from the from a crash somewhere. I don't wanna say Roswell, but that was way before my time. So it was rather it was rather interesting that that all these coincidences I see are, are happening to me many years after this 64 incident. So I spent forty I spent thirty two years trying to figure out what that object was that night. And in nineteen eighty six when the home video camera was invented and the home camcorder, I figured there might be a little chance, a little possibility that if at least I couldn't solve a portion of the UFO mystery, at least if a person in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, videotaped a gray UFO, and someone, oh, let's say in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, wanted to see that UFO clip, they would mail it to me, I would make a dub of it on VHS or Beta, and mail it to you. Well, it turned out that after Gee, how long have I had a UFO clearinghouse? 1986, 2006. Uh, in 14 years, I've amassed 46,000 UFO clips. Wow. Most of them taken by home camcorder owners. With the exception of a few, and when I say a few, maybe a thousand, that were taken by professional television cameramen that, that I met through a television show that I also later uh, became a co-host on called Weird TV. Uh That was produced by Todd Stevens, the same gentleman that produces Friends. Uh, I know how long before we have a break here. Uh, Four minutes. So anyway, I put all these clips together. I got all the information I possibly could from Area 51, Mm -hmm. from contacts there. Uh, there's there's, There's a special plane that leaves McCarran Air Base every day that flies the workers to Area 51 and uh, we think that 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 particular flight is uh, owned by EG&G, which is a top-secret government contractor. I started making more and more contacts. Then I got this television show called Video Dave's UFO Clip of the Week. This was national on UPN from 1995 1995 to 1997. But when I was asked to appear on the show, the Walt Disney Company also called me, and ask if I would go to Disneyland, thanks to Don Ecker, a former guest you've had on yes, your show, yep. and, uh, and go down there and do a grand opening on not only this ride, but we also produced a television show called Alien Encounters from the New Tomorrowland. And the basic idea for the television show was to get people, of course, to go to Disney World. I may have said Disneyland. And the late Robert York was there, and uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I couldn't do the television show because I was at Disney World. This was January of uh, 19, 1994, I believe we were there. When I came back, I agreed to do the television show. I showed a clip, uh, two, three clips every week. And we asked for people to send in a clip. If you had a clip, send in a clip. We got a clip in, in 1994, that the producer, Todd Stevens, the associate producer, uh, Arthur Maturo, we, they could not figure out what the clip was. And they asked me, you know, if we could put this on the show mm-hmm. and, and explain it to the viewers. And I go, I don't know what I'm seeing myself. Now, I asked you uh, earlier before you we were on the air, I asked you to go to a certain website, which was... Dave Aaron uh, on YouTube, that's Dave space Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and you'll see a little bit of that clip. And what it shows is it only shows an outline of a flying object, but nothing in the center. You can see right through it. And uh, we aired that in 1991, and uh, I told people it was angel hair. Are you familiar with what angel hair yes. is? Yes,
2: yeah, That was uh, that's the, uh, you know, in, in religious days they used to call it manna. But it's it's now referred to as angel hair or, or a substance that falls from or can be found where UFOs allegedly were.
3: Right, and it evaporates into a gas. It kind of looks like cotton yep. candy. In fact, one of the biggest droppings of that was only about four miles from where my sighting was in La Polona, California, in 1954. The whole street was covered with hmm. it when there was an explosion in that area. Of course, in 1952, I lived in Burbank, but... I found out through many years of UFO research where these different events happened. So anyway, getting back to this clip that came to the television show, I told the listeners that, uh, you know, uh, and I'll be sending this to you, by the way, also the actual clip that aired on television. I told my viewers, I don't know what it is, you know. It's invisible. There's a big circle and a, hmm. and a big black projection at the end of this year, but it's this shaped. But then the big story broke, and that's when Bob Lazar came forward, in 1991, remember, Bob Lazar came forward in 1991. He could not predict in 1994 that a video would be taken exactly as he described an anti anti-gravity field power plant, what it would look like. So what I decided to look at this clip again that came into the show. Then I went back to the Bob Lazar tape called Bob Lazar and Secrets from the Government Bible. And there, Bob Lazar is describing an anti-gravity, anti-matter field around a craft that would work on elements that are different than we have on Earth. And when certain elements formed, when our universe formed or our solar system formed, we have a certain periodic table of elements. All right, stand by.
2: Dave, you and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. ExoNation, Dave Aaron is our special guest, and we're going to tell you later on how you can contact Dave. And if you have any video that you would like to share with Dave, we're also going to tell you how you can mail it to him. It's that simple. This guy wants to get the information out there, and if you've got a piece of the puzzle, let's start sharing this information with the world. Dave Aaron's is our special guest. We'll be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away.
0: Hi, this is Cece the Huntress of CeceTheHuntress.com. I'd like to wish everyone who listens and watches the worldwide X-Zone nation and especially its host, Rob McConnell, a very Merry Christmas and a terrific New Year filled with love. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! When you shop O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll get the parts you need when you need them. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and choose same-day curbside, same-day pickup, or same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. Now available at participating stores near you. Trust the professional parts people to get you the parts you need today. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com.
1: O, O, O,
3: O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at ForHERS.com. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S dot com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information.
1: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino
3: online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
1: Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.
2: Stocking today.
3: It makes me feel better, though we're not together.
2: You'll always be in my heart. Merry Christmas, wherever. And welcome back, everyone. Dave are our special guest. We're talking about UFOs this hour on the Exxon. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, exxon at exxon radio TV. And like I said, if you have any videos that you'd like to share with Dave or if you'd like him to see something that you have, Dave, how can our listeners uh, get their videos to you?
3: Well, let me, first of all, make sure that your listeners know what kind of a man you are. So we're going to drift away a little bit, and I'm going to kind of take over your show here for about 30 seconds. I called Rob on Friday, and I told Rob I produced a movie called The Secret of UFO Propulsion. There's no Now, Rob listened to this on an answering machine or his cell phone. He didn't hear the actual conversation. And I said, I found out about you. You're pretty well known here in Southern California. I found out about you through a gentleman named Mark Center. By the way, Mark said he'd like to have a copy of the show. because oh, sure. He's got to go to San Diego tonight. So yeah, I guess you have Mark's address, right?
2: Yes, I do. Yeah.
3: So anyway, I called and left Rob a message. And I said, Rob, listen, my name is Dave Aaron. I run a company called the UFO Clearing House. We supply footage to all the television stations. Worked on countless motion pictures. And I have the smoking gun. What could this gentleman do, Rob, the host of Exxon Radio? Rob didn't wait a month or two months to call me. He called me today. Today, you're listening to this on December 14th, Tuesday, 2010. So, Rob, I want to salute you. It took a lot of guts for a guy to get me on the air that says, hey, I have the secret of UFO propulsion. So, We'll let people know how to contact me later, but maybe I okay. want to get to this because it's very important to everybody. Many, many times videos have been taken of a UFO, and it suddenly blinks out. I have zillions of mm-hmm. these. I probably have about 16 of them. You see the object, and then poof, it's gone. You know, no fast movement, anything, just bam, it's gone. And it just, it just it drives me crazy. I mean, like, where did it go? We now know where it went. And I want your listeners to know that we made a motion picture a DVD called The Secrets of UFO Propulsion. And the suggested retail price on this was $29.95. But, you know, I have been pretty well blessed. I invented the long-playing VHS video cassette. Uh, I've written two books on on video repair. And what I'm going to do just for your listeners, if they'll mention your show, they can pay whatever they want for it. Remember, I have cost postage, blank DVDs, the slipcase, the the the, the printing. But for your listeners only, if they'll mention X zone when, when they contact me, whatever they can afford, I'll send them out a copy of this two hour DVD. And, uh, you can't, you can't do better than that. You know, I was thinking before we were talking about Mm -hmm. doing advertising on your show and, uh, I said, yes, it sounds great. But, you know, this secret doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the world. It belongs to every man, woman, and child. Why should a super-secret group of people, whether they're in Area 51 in, in Nevada, USA, or, or S4, or, or Penenberg, I can't be pronouncing you pronounce it, but there's a place called Penenberg, Australia, that's equal to our Area 51. There's another place like that in Brazil also. So all these people got together, and basically, uh, let's move to alien abductions. I'm sure you, you've heard of alien abductions, right?
2: Oh, many times, yes.
3: Well, you know, to really do a show, I could probably talk to you for eight hours, but we'll try to squeeze it in into an hour. In, do you, Are you familiar with the Lonnie Zamora case of 1964 out of... Uh, God, I can't remember the town in New Mexico. I'm so sorry. Sonora? Uh, Sonora. Yeah. Thank you very much. I believe it was Sonora. Right. Lonnie Zamora came across a landed UFO while he was chasing a speeding uh, speeding car leaving town. And what that was was a prequel. Now, your listeners may think that I fell off a deep rock. Folks, I've been in this for Forty-five years, and believe me, I know exactly what I'm talking about, and I have the context to prove it. Lonnie Zamora came across a pre, uh, a pre-scouting ship, and what happened? And are you familiar with the Holloman Air Force contact of 1964?
2: No, refresh
3: my memory. Okay, in and I'll help you. In 1964 a secret meeting was held between the aliens where they came from zeta reticuli one or two in the star system of reticulum i don't know where they came from but at Holloman air force base which was located in the middle of the new mexico desert an agreement was made there and that agreement was that the aliens could go around and abducting people just the way we do experiments with mice if in return the aliens would give us their technology now, since we are mere pitiful human beings, or Earthlings as I like to call ourselves, we had no choice. These things could fly circles around us. They had they had weapons that that made uh, an atomic bomb look like a like a pop gun or a cork gun or a potato gun. So we agreed we agreed for this. Yes, you could go around abducting people. So the first thing the government had to do was they couldn't admit this. Gee, we're letting aliens going around abducting people. But now if we move from nineteen sixty four to two thousand and ten, my friend, what do you see? Invisible airplanes, the stealth fighter, the stealth bomber, the computer chip, uh membrane keypads. We did a jump in technology in fifty years that has not been done since the dawn of humanity. And I'm sure uh being, uh, you know, in, in in the X zone, you know exactly what I'm referring to. The leap in technology was too far. Look, I am sitting and talking to Ontario, Canada. I'm sorry. I'm talking to Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, in a town called Yucaipa, California, approximately 3,800 miles from you with no wires. It's called a cell phone. Plus, my voice is going out all over the airwaves all over the world via satellite, via microwave, via the internet. Where did all this technology come from, uh, Rob? Did you invent it? Did I invent it? No, it came from alien technology.
2: Well, then let me just let me ask you one question here. If this technology has been part of the agreement allowing the aliens to abduct earthlings. Why do we have such, the, uh, such a problem with f- uh, fossil fuel, then? Why didn't they give us the technology that wouldn't screw up the planet?
3: That's very good, and that's a very good question, and I'll answer that question for you. On our periodic table of elements, our table ends at element 115 called euquarium mm-hmm. and the symbol for that is UUQ, Uquarium. Now, you and I and all your listeners know that a nuclear submarine, a nuclear aircraft carrier, uh, a nuclear power plant, we know that it runs by the uranium decaying at a certain rate that produces heat. That heat boils water and turns a turbine. You cannot see the rain, uranium decaying, right? right? But you know what happens, right? Right.
2: Yes, it does. Well, you're,
3: you're, you're you. we know that this event takes place, mm-hmm. but because it's on a subatomic level, we can't see the uranium or kryptonium or plutonium. We can't see it decay, but we know it decays. Right. As it decays, it produces heat, okay? So that's our earthling, our earthling explanation. Now we'll move to alien technology. Alien technology runs on an element past our periodic scale, elements 116 and 117. Mm. And believe me, I don't want to, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to take any credit for this scientific portion whatsoever. This scientific portion you're about to hear was taught to me by people of very, very high physicists, scientists that I understand. But believe me, I did did not discover this for myself, so I do not want to take the credit. But I can explain it to you. When elements reach a certain elements that started in other solar systems, I'll, I'll get to. I'll answer your question here. Become stable after about element 116, 117. Element 117, when bombarded with protons, releases antimatter. And when antimatter hits matter, what happens? The two annihilate each other. And according to stories, there's about 124 pounds of Element 117 in and around Area 51. And hey, if I'm never on your show again, you know they bought me off uh, on Wednesday, okay?
2: They bought you off?
3: They bumped me off. That was a joke. Oh. If I'm not on the show <laughs> anymore after <laughs> listening to the show tonight, and, and if, I'm never, if I'm never on the show again, I told you that... When, you, when I go on your show, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to tell the public exactly yeah. what's going on. This element is so dangerous. This element is so unstable. If mm-hmm. It's not kept in a vacuum tube chamber. Gee, it sounds like I'm doing a... I did, in fact, I did one story for the X-Files, but it sounds like we're talking X-Files. No, ladies and gentlemen... We're talking 100% truth, and I make this bet with any scientist, any physicist. I'm only a high school graduate. I graduated high school in 1960. I will eat a plate of cockroaches on national television if what I'm about to tell you is not the truth. So to answer your question now, the element 117 is so, 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 what words can I use? So explosive, mm-hmm. it's hundreds of thousands of times more powerful than a hydrogen bomb. So, unless, like a hydrogen bomb uh, dropped, let's say, in, uh, oh, I don't know, downtown Baghdad is always a good place, <laughs> would destroy <laughs> about 20 square miles of property, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: An antimatter bomb dropped in downtown Baghdad, right, would destroy about 2,700 miles. In other words, you would have destruction all the way from Spain to Baghdad, the tip of Africa, and just about all of Europe. Ouch. That's why those signs are up there at Area 51. Of course, Area 51 is not the big place anymore mm-hmm. because that's been those beans have been spilled. But that's why they have those deadly four signs up there. Lo and behold, some idiot gets a hold of some element 116 or 117, and uh, decides to do an experiment, which did happen. There was a back engineering of a UFO there about 20 years ago, 1986. They tried to take it apart. It blew up, and this was supposed to be a very, very small amount of this Element 117, less than a gram, and it blew up underground. They were doing this underground. I don't know if you know about this case or not, and they had to announce on the news that it was an unannounced nuclear test. B.S. It was in a UFO that exploded and killed about seven or eight scientists, and that's how Bob Lazar ended up getting in the program. So anyway, mm-hmm. I know I get long-winded here, but I am just so excited at the breakthrough we made, and that is this movie. Anyway, I hope I answered your question. The idea was that the Alamo 117 was so unstable that they couldn't share it with the rest of the public. And if they could, they wouldn't have done it anyway. Why not? Well, that's the that, that's, <laughs> that's $64,000 question. My, my, my anger has always been, is if all this is true, mm-hmm. why couldn't these aliens have shown us things of how to cure cancer, how to cure leukemia? Exa- good question. A- I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: I said they're excellent questions.
3: Right. Instead of telling us how to build, instead of the government designing stealth fighters, mm-hmm. uh, stealth ships, we have stealth submarines now. Of course, we know the stuff. You know, the stealth fighter was built in 1986, and it wasn't until one crashed in uh, Bakersfield, California that they had to admit that there was an actual invisible aircraft. I think it was even earlier than that. Maybe it was 1982 that was built. And, of course, today we have the Aurora. It costs $56 billion, and we don't even know what we spent our money on. Anyway, <coughs> going back to this element. Element 117, when bombarded with protons, produces an anti-gravity field. When I say anti-gravity field to your listeners, I'm talking about an anti-gravity field equal to a, the power of a black hole. Now, your listeners are saying, "Well, gee, how can an anti-gravity field, the power of a black hole, not suck up all the Earth?" Right. Good question. And this is how this is how it works. The antimatter, the antimatter is produced by bombarding element one sixteen with protons converts it to element 117, which releases antimatter. When antimatter hits what we would call an electronic or electronic grid plate, very much like our solar cells, but very, very thousands of times much more advanced, it converts 100% of that energy into electricity or power.
0: All right, Dave, I have
3: to... car produces 10% of its power and waste 90% of it in making the, the wheels
2: move. All right, Dave, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Dave Aaron's my special guest. And uh, Dave and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, here in the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
0: So this is Christmas And what have you done
3: Another year
2: Dave Aaron's our special guest of the Sour Expo Nation. First of all, Dave, I want to thank you ever so much for coming on in such short notice tonight. We're going to have to have you back on in the future to discuss other UFO cases and talk about ufology. Uh, because this is one subject that needs to get out there. We need the, the people to know what is the truth. We have to dispel the, the, uh, the lies and all the all the bullcrap that is out there. And uh, thanks
1: well, very much you, for you, joining you us.
3: Got, you got kind of, thank you. Uh, We'd love, love to be on again. You, you got to balance it both ways, mm-hmm. you know. In 1947, all of a sudden, the government sees little beings that make no sense to them, right? And these UFOs have been flying around 47, 48, and 42. They were known as Foo Fighters. And uh, the, government, the government didn't know what to do as far as, as far as what they were up against Mm -hmm. until the Roswell crash. And I'm sure you and your listeners are very familiar with the Roswell crash and how the press release was released. And uh, uh, it said, you know, UFO captures uh, Army Air Force. It was called the Army and the Air Force at that time in the 40s was one service. So the government did the honest thing. They shared the information with the people. Then they had to cover that up as a weather balloon. Then they said it was a mogul balloon. Then they said it was a daystar balloon. Then they said it was test dummies. This was 1986, right? Mm-hmm. So what I try to tell people that are, 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 are fairly familiar with just the word UFO, this is what I like to tell people. And this is true. You need to go back in your history. In 1939, what was known as the OSS, the Office of Strategic Service, the forerunner to RCIA, told President Roosevelt that Hitler is producing genocide. He's killing Jews, Catholics, Jehovah Witnesses, Protestants, uh, you name it. If they don't agree with him, he's sending them to death camps and killing them with insecticide. And those people around the OSS, the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, oh, no, he wouldn't be doing that. Listen to my words, Rob. Our government said, oh, no, he wouldn't be doing that. Well, we knew about the death camps after World War II. The same thing has been happening since about 1964, that people are being abducted by aliens, and the government is saying the same thing. Oh, no, they wouldn't do that. When I did the Strange Universe piece, I told them that the government's biggest fear would be the home camcorder because the home camcorder would break through the UFO phenomena. So now, for your listeners out there that either want to contact me or want to see the clip, you can let them know me on a future show just to go to YouTube, to Dave Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and they can see a little portion of this clip. But our film, called The Secrets of UFO Alien Propulsion, will blow your mind. And the reason I say that is not because I produced it, directed it, starred in it, and put up all the money for it, but because you cannot deny what you're going to see. You're going to see four, five, six, seven clips where poof, the UFO turns invisibly before your eyes. Why? Because if you look at a window, like your auto window, why is your auto window transparent? Why do you see through it? You see through it because almost 99% of the gravity waves are being bent and reflected away from you, hence your window appears transparent. If you could increase that by a million times, your entire car would be invisible. UFOs are around all the time. Mm -hmm. Those few cases where they were seen, either the Phoenix Lights or uh, many of the other cases where they have been videotaped, could have been some type of propulsion. Hey, Dave, accident.
2: I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. We'll have you back on in the near future. Until then, to, your, for, to you from us, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us, Dave.
3: Same, so same to all your listeners,
2: too. All right, Exxon X- we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon. Don't go away.
0: When you shop O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll get the parts you need when you need them. Order online at OReillyAuto.com and choose same-day curbside, same-day pickup, or same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. Now available at participating stores near you. Trust the professional parts people to get you the parts you need today. Visit OReillyAuto.com.
1: O, 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 O'Reilly
3: Auto Parts.